Mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Go back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor and other little kids. And even though we had different days, the same drama with things went wrong, we blame mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who you think in elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Man. Um, if you haven't tuned in with us before and this is your first time, what man is, is, is really just a, a platform and it's a word or a group of words. It's an acronym for motivate, activate and navigate. So we as a collective group want to uh, motivate people um, just in their lives to inspire them to do whatever it is that they're already doing. But we just want to help give you that extra push because we know that. With motivation, it's almost it's feeling based, right? So if you're feeling a certain way one day, your motivation is going to be at an all time high if you're feeling up to it. But if you have one of those days where it hasn't been as good, then your motivation level is going to be low and you're not going to want to do the things that you want to do or that motivation that you had kind of disappears. And a lot of people feel or think that motivation is something that's here to stay when it's not. So it's something that you have to constantly work on on a daily basis. So our goal is to help you find that inner why of what's driving you to be motivated, to stay motivated, because once you find that, that's when the motivation stays. Um, so that's that's just one part of it. Then we go to activate. So when we when we talk about activate, you think about um, just all the things that you have to do in order for something else to work. Right. So think about a computer. And in order for you to get a computer to work, you have to activate it by turning it on. And that's something that we want to help people do is activate a deeper level of thinking. Um, we know that we all have have our own ways of doing things. We all thought about, uh, you know, I've done it this way for this long to get me this far. So why do I need to change now? So we're not here to try to make anyone change. Our goal is to help you activate a deeper level or to give you a new perspective of thinking, because there's more than one way to get to a certain point. Because I can say two plus two equals four. That's true, but I can also say one plus three equals four. So it's really all about perspective and how you look at things. And then navigate. You know, a lot of times in life, people will tell you to do certain things, you know, just go and do this or go and do that, but they never really tell you how. So our goal is to, is to tell you how to uh, get there, where, wherever that is. And we're here to help in any every facet of life because we've experienced things. And we always say that, you know, God doesn't bring us through any situation and not allow us to talk about it. So as we continue to, to progress 
and continue to pick podcasts out and for, for your enjoyment. And, and even for us as therapy to be able to get those things out. But when, when we talk about um, the things that we've been through, uh, God shows us a lot, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it teaches us how to navigate through those situations. And what we want to do is be able to help you as our listeners navigate as well through some of the things that you may be going through that you may not have the answers to. And sometimes it's okay to outsource and look to other people uh, to get your answer. You don't have to always stay in the house. It's, it's okay to go outside of what you uh, outside of your norm to to get to where you really want to be. So that's just like a quick synopsis of what man is and what we stand for. It's not just for men, but it is man because, like I said, that's the acronym that we chose to be uh, the forefront of our business. And we also uh, we do want to inspire men because we know that men are the leaders per se of the household. So if the man is is in charge and doing things the right way, submitted to God, then he's going to make sure that his house is in order and everybody and everything will be fine. So with that being said, today is Mother's Day. So to all you beautiful, amazing women in this world, happy Mother's Day to you. Mothers to be happy early Mother's Day to you. But today uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about, um, you know, women. What a woman, what a woman stand for, uh, and and just a few more questions that I'm going to dive into here shortly. So, the first question that we're going to ask today, and anybody can answer this, you can answer this amongst yourself too. So, what is one word that comes to your mind when you think of a woman? So, I did this. Uh, I posed this question on on Instagram a few days ago, and I asked, "What's one word that came to mind when you think of a man?" And, you know, I had it was a lot of uh, great answers, to be honest with you, a lot of great answers. Uh, you know, some just to give you an example, we had strong, we had loyal, we had loving, honest, leader, uh, humankind, creator. Uh, one was funny. Somebody said, what happened? Because, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, in a sense where you'd be like, man, you'd be like, like, guess what type of situation? You like so they like what happened? Uh, disappointment. You know, that was that was that was one uh, protector provider, king, strength, father, God, teacher, uh, innovator, peace, Adam, woman, I mean, uh, flawed. So those were some great, great, you know, responses. And I was doing that for a reason. I wanted to see, you know, what people really thought about the word man, just for this reason, just because I want to, I'm going to pose that same question. When you hear the word woman, you know, what, what comes to mind? And so for me, I'll answer the question since I'm doing the talking. For me, the word miraculous came to mind. And I say miraculous just because when you think about a woman and you think about all the things that you have to endure, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. And oftentimes it, it goes unnoticed. You know, I don't I don't know how anybody can treat a woman. Uh, badly because you guys deal with so much. And like I said, Mother's Day is, is it's just one day to celebrate all the greatness that you've done, but that's not even enough. I feel like mothers should be celebrated on a daily basis just because of all the things that you have to endure, all the things that you have to go through. And it's so hard to be a woman um, in this world today. So what's one word that you think of when you hear the, the word woman? So question two, uh, I don't want to keep you guys too long today, so I'm going to kind of get through this episode. So question two is, what's one scripture 
that depicts a woman and why. So I'm not sure if I've mentioned it earlier, but this is a faith based uh, podcast. You know, we we of men of faith, we are Christians. We are believers of the word. Um, we believe in Jesus. And with that being said, we want to make sure that every episode we bring some type of faith into it, some type of word, some type of of uh, Holy Spirit come in and, and allow us to be able to, to reach the people that we're looking to reach, you know. So with that being said, I, the next question was, was, what's one scripture? And the scripture that I had was from um, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 4 through 7. And I'll just read that uh, real briefly. So it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does, it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, the reason the reason I, I chose that verse is because. When I think of a woman and I think of the word miraculous, also the word love to me comes to mind. And the very first sentence, it says that love is patient and kind and it endures. And I think immediately I think about when the mothers go through childbirth, you have to be one of the most patient people in the world to have another human being growing inside of you for what is it nine ten months that's a long time to have to be dealing with pregnancy the urges of all these different cravings that you have the mood swings and, and the way your hormonal balance is off track and you gotta still try to put on this facade as if everything is okay when you're feeling like fireworks are going off on the inside of you i'm not a woman so i can't really explain how it feels but this is just what from what i've heard from experience the things that you go through you know, the morning sickness and the the you just being uncomfortable, not being able to sleep the way you want to sleep because your belly is just sticking out and you can't do it. You can't move. You can't tie your own shoe. Like it's so many things that, you know, goes into giving birth to a child. And none of us would be here without our parents going through that process. So and that's one of the that's one of the main reasons why I chose the word miraculous, because you think about when a, when, a, when a woman is pregnant and she's about to give birth. You think of a baby, a, a, another human. I don't really think that we, we really fathom the, the complexity of that situation. Like you have a whole human inside of you that's going to grow up into being an adult one day. Like as I'm thinking about myself, you know, being my mother being pregnant with me, I'm thinking about where I am now. And I'm like, wow, I was really inside of another person. And she was able to to take care of me, eat the right foods, drink the right drinks, and to be able to raise a knucklehead like me. <laughs> she definitely had to be patient in everything in that Bible that I just read, in that scripture that I just read, that love is. You have to be patient because I know I was one of the, I was a bad kid. You know, I'd put my mother through a lot, made her stress over so many things, but she made the impossible possible. When, when there was no way, she made a way. And I'm just speaking from my personal experience, and I know that not everybody has the same experience with their mother, but uh, my mother did the best that she could with what she had. Uh, 
So that's why I chose that scripture, because a woman to me is a definition of love, but they're miraculous at the same time. So the next question I had was, what's one core value that stick that sticks with you that your mother taught you? What's one core value that sticks with you um, that your mother taught you as a child? And for me, uh, a core value that stuck with me was my mom says, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a quick story first. So I was playing football when I was uh, nine years old and it was hot outside and I would have to go to practice every day. And I, I could not stand practice. I absolutely hated practice. I just wanted to play in the games. You know, as a kid, you don't want to practice. You just want to play. So as I'm taking these long walks to practice and I'm riding my bike when I finally got it to practice, um, I tell my mom, I said, mom, I don't want to do this no more. I'm, I'm tired of walking. I'm tired of riding this long bike. I'm tired of practice. My legs hurt. It's hot. <laughs> I'm thirsty all the time. She, and my mother looked at me. We, she, stopped the, she stopped me in mid-walk and said, son, whatever you start, you make sure you finish. You better not quit. And plus, she already had spent $125 to get all my equipment and registration fees and all that. So I couldn't quit. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that 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 sticks with me to this day. You know, you think about uh, I think about my career as a professional athlete and I think about just all the things that I've ever done. It's, it's, it's so many times that I wanted to just give up. But I would hear, always hear that thought like, son, whatever you do, you, you finish. You don't quit. So people would always ask me, how, how is it that you're so adamant about playing ball? Like, why, why didn't you quit when you got cut that eighth or ninth time? And the reason I didn't quit is because I still had this, this thought in the back of my mind. You know, parents don't know the type of effect that they have on you later in life. Because when you're going through some of the most uh, terrible times in your life, you think about all the things that, that you've learned, the things that, how can I apply this now? I need to apply the things that I learned to my life. And it's in football and in training, our coach would always tell us when all else fails, revert back to your training, revert back to what you learn. So for me, anytime I would go through a difficult time in my life or a time where I didn't know what was next, or when I was getting cut left and right from different teams, because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I've trained so hard, but that wasn't enough. So even to this day, that's why I still wake up and I run three, four, and five miles on a daily basis because I feel like I, I still have a point to prove. Even though it's been 12 years of me being a professional athlete, I still have something to prove and I can't quit. And I always think about that. So what's that one thing that your mother uh, taught you? Because I know that we all have those those core values or something or something that we learned from them. Uh, so my next question is, what is your favorite memory of your mother? Now, I know, I know a lot of you guys probably have a lot, a lot of memories that, um, that you can think of right now in this moment as you're listening, or you're probably thinking in your mind, let me think what's my favorite one, you know? But for me, um, I would say the Christmases, you know, all the, all the days, all the times that I would write out these long lists. To my mom, like, okay, I need, I want this, I want that, I want this. And and I knew that we couldn't afford those things. We were barely getting by with uh, finances. You know, we, we were 
uh, struggling to get bills paid, struggling to keep our lights and gas and, and like, you know, all our stuff on in the house. But yet I was making this long list. And my mom would always tell us, like, listen, I know I know you all because I'm the oldest of five. My mom would say, I know you all want all the stuff that's on your list. But, you know, just check off maybe two or three things that you really, really want. And I'll make sure that Santa brings you that, you know. And sure enough, you know, we, we would check off our, on our list and, and my mom would surprise us and somehow, some way get us everything that we wrote down on our list. I don't know how she did it to this day, but she got it done. And those days were some of the most, the happiest days of my life. I know what kid don't like Christmas, but that was like just, that was one of those moments where I feel like she went above and beyond everything that she knew, you know, I think she would put bills on the back burner just so we could have a great Christmas. Like she would sacrifice so much for us. And a lot of that goes unnoticed. And me being, like I said, the oldest of five, I grew up faster than they did. I saw things differently than, than my brothers and my sister did because I was I was more mature. I was hanging around my older cousins and I was starting to see things. I'm like, okay, she can't afford that. So I started getting to a point where I would even make my list smaller. Like, no, I just want this, this, and that. That's it. Because I knew that she couldn't afford all those things. But she like, no, no, write everything down, you know? But as you get older, you start to mature and you start to realize what your parents are going through. I got to a point where I, I got a job because I wanted to help. I didn't want to see her struggling like that. I didn't want to see my mother crying every night. And I didn't want to see her on her knees praying, uh, praying and, and begging God. Uh, you know, for for finances or for for the things that we need to keep a roof over our head and clothes on our back and food on the table ready to eat on a daily basis. So, um, those are, those are some of my my fondest moments, though. And I and I definitely I have a lot more, but for for the episode's sake, I just wanted to share that one. Um, so the next question is like it's like a two part question, and this is going to maybe dig a little deeper for some people and it's going to bring up some, some memories that you may not uh, really want to be brought up, but I feel like it's, it's good to talk about it because like I said before, all we want to do is help. So with that being said, the question is, what would you say to those who lost their mother or didn't have their mother present in their lives? That's part, that's part five. And then 5A is, what would you say to those who had their mothers but were abusive in any aspect and they hate Mother's Day? Because, I mean, we got we to gotta face the facts. You know, some people really can't stand their mothers, you know. Um, but for the people that, that, that lost their mother, first and, first, first and foremost, I want to just say that I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, it's, it's sad to, to hear that because I know what it's like to lose a parent. I lost my um, I lost my dad six years ago. It'll be six years ago on the twenty second of this month, and I know what it's like to 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 not have a parent there. And even though my daddy and I wasn't as close as I wanted to be, we we didn't have that that real father son bond. But to lose a parent, it's uh, it's one of those experiences that you really can't explain to someone that hasn't gone through it you know so for those people that 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 did lose your mother i just want to tell you this it doesn't get easier 
but you get stronger. And that's one thing that I realized. A lot of a lot of people will tell you, oh, that's okay. You know, I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. Anything that you need, I got you. And it's going to get easier because I still find myself to this day crying over my dad. So it doesn't get easier. We just get stronger. And that's with anything in our life. And as you as you as you go through life and if, if you if you have a faith foundation, you start to realize that we do know we do believe in heaven. We do believe in the, in the afterlife and we will be re reunited with our, our people that's no longer here with us. But with your faith being so strong and as you continue to pray and read your word and as you're being built up internally, you start to get stronger and you start to realize how valuable life is, how valuable time is. And that brings me to the point of where, where some of your parents weren't present or your parents were abusive, whether that was verbally, whether that was physical or something happened to you that, that made you hate Mother's Day. You got to think about all the things that, that they had to endure or that their parents, that your grandparents had to endure. Because a lot of things that we deal with is really not the human flesh. It's, it's the spiritual. It's the spiritual warfare. When you think about your parent, you don't know what their mother did to them to have to make them feel that way about you. So before you go casting judgment, on uh, your mother or another person that may be in your life, just think about it. They, they, we're not perfect. Nobody gave them a script of how to raise you, and and that's one thing I realized. Because I, I, it was. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be transparent. There's were there were times where I couldn't stand my mother. I hated her, and that's a, such a strong word. But there was times where it happened, and I had to realize that. It's not her fault. You know, everybody don't love to the way that you want to be loved. Like we can we can be want to be filled in love with a capacity that somebody else can give us. That person that we thought was going to give that to us didn't give it to us. So now we're hurting. We can't stand them. But that's not, not that's not the right way to live, because the word says by the measure that you judge, your heavenly father will judge you. And I, I just want you to take a second to really think about the things that their parents put them through, because we don't know. We may know some of it, but we don't know everything that that they had to endure. And in turn, it's being passed down to you. And if you don't fix it and stop that generational curse, it could be passed down to them subconsciously. It's not even the things that you know that you're doing. It's the things that you don't know that you're doing that's hurting other people because I, I know that we've all been there. So I just want to say if there is any room in your heart to forgive your parent, please do so because life is too short, especially if they're still here, even, even when they're not here, just prayer, prayer, prayer for, of, of forgiveness because life is too short. Life is too valuable. Time is short. We're losing so many people. We're in this pandemic right now and this is the worst that I've ever seen this this world. And I'm 30, I'm 33 years old. I'll be 34 on the 15, four days. But just or five days, I'm sorry, just hearing 
of all the people that 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 lost a loved one, it makes you really start to put things in perspective. You start to think about what have I done up until this point in my life that I could say that I've done great deeds, I've done the will of God, I've done what I was supposed to do while I'm here. Because we all came here on a mission. You think about it, we all started up in heaven with Christ. We, we were there and he sent us here to enjoy this, to enjoy family, to enjoy friends, to enjoy all the creation that we have around us, to be able to travel the world and see all these beautiful things that's out here for us, to experience all the things that's been created, like our cell phones, like this podcast. You know, you just think about all the little things that were that was invented, but the the, the ultimate creator gave these people these inventions to create for us to enjoy while we were while we're here. So all I'm all I want to say is just 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 take a moment to try to soften your heart. Pray God comes in and change you because a lot of things that we deal with are heart issues. And once he gets inside and he gets our heart, everything else will start to change. And I know from experience because I know from where I started to where I am now, I'm a completely transformed person. And it started within. You know, I try to do a lot of things on my own and I couldn't. And I know a lot of us is there. You, it's nothing that you can do on your own. You can't forgive on your own. You need help. We all need help. So, like I said, if, if you lost your parent or if your parent has, your mother has ever been abusive to you in any type of way, I'm sorry for them. And I pray and I'll, pray, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for them. And I just pray that that you have peace, that you have comfort and that you're consoled during this day and then during this time and that you have a new respect and a new meaning of this day. And sometimes your, your birth mother isn't always going to be the one that treats you like your your son or daughter. I've had I've had people come into my life that's treated me so much like a son that I just knew I was their son. <laughs> and it's just that 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 warm that that nurturing feeling that women give that men can't give, you know? And and I know some mothers give that tough love, you know. And and it helps you at some point because the world that we live in, it's a doggy dog world, but there's times where we still got to have that vulnerability to be able to talk about our feelings, to be able to discuss this, those things. Because I know for me, my mother, she was one of those, you got to be tough because like I mentioned earlier in the episode, my father wasn't around the way that I wanted him to be, the way that he should have been. So my mom would always say, you better get up. You better stop crying. You better be tough. You are strong. And, and I thought about those things, right? My whole life, that's what I've known. Be tough, be strong, don't cry. Don't show no sign of weakness. So as I'm growing up and, and I have kids of my own, I start to realize that I'm showing my kids tough love. And I was convicted when I saw the movie called The Shack, I read the book some years ago, but then when the movie finally finally came out, I saw the movie. And when I watched that movie, I was so convicted when I saw that this little boy was getting beat by his dad. And um, 
it made me realize when I used to discipline my children. And I walked out that that movie theater crying in front of my ex-wife. I was crying just because I felt so convicted. Like, why, why beat this child? Why not just talk to him? And it made me discipline my children uh, in a different way now. Now, now I'm, I'm able to talk to them in a way that I've never talked to them. I'm able to uh, get to them in a way that I've never been able to get to them just by being able to talk to them and, and understand them. That's the key. We need to understand why people do the things that they do. And that starts by having a conversation. It starts just by talking. So I like I, I know I kind of went long on that point, but I just want us all to be able to forgive. And the last thing that I want to say before I stop the episode is one thing that I would like to say to all the women and to all the to all the mothers out here in this world is just thank you so much for all that you've done, all that you're going to continue to do. I will continue to pray for your strength. I will continue to pray for your kindness, your gracious mercy over us. And we're just so thankful for you. We love you. We honor you all. And today, just like every other day, is your special day. Happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers out there. You taught me everything and everything you've given me. I always keep it inside. And you're the driving force in my life. Ooh. There isn't anything or anyone that I could be. And 